Hello everyone, and welcome back to the World Explorer podcast. This is the podcast where every week we take a random prompt and we build an entire world around it. My name is Casey, and as always, I'm joined with Isaac. Hello there. So, this time around, instead of me coming up with some sort of prompt, uh, I am lacking ideas and inspiration this week. So, we are instead world building from an image that was done in an AI art generator because AI art is just a fantastic place for inspiration from you for uh, unique fantasy creatures and fantasy worlds and elements and I am just now showing oh. Casey what the artwork looks like she has She's not seen it before adorable <laughs> it just She's grabbed so me so I was just like a butterfly cat it's like a butterfly fish cat almost but except it doesn't look gross like a fish it doesn't look slimy it's just got weird ears that look like they're used for swimming and like a fin on its back I don't know they look almost like butterfly wings to me they just kind of have that shape and then she's got flowers growing out of her, her the top of her head, and then she also but the petals also continue down her back, like the petals are falling off, but they're embedded in her fur. It's really pretty. Oh, are those petals? I thought that those nice were just aesthetic. like uh, spikes, like a spine. No, they look like I don't know. They look like petals from her flowers that's in her hair, like falling down. Also, yeah. like the place that this is in is really cool too, like in the background. Yeah, it looks a lot like it had uh, very much. Chinese or Japanese inspiration? Uh, uh, definitely Asian inspiration here. Yeah. With the buildings, and then I don't know what that weird pink ring pillar thing is in the background <laughs> there. Uh, I think that's the AI just being an AI and not really knowing what it's doing. <laughs> but yeah, I think that this is this is just something that really grabs me. It just looks so interesting. It looks like she's got kind of scales almost on her forehead mm, like scales mixed yeah. with fur yeah i see what i see what you mean but even then it still has like that flower petal aesthetic uh, it's it's def it's a floral fish cat and she's beautiful it's a floral fish cat it's it, like it really doesn't sound like something that would work it sounds like something that would be absolutely hideous but this thing is adorable She's so cute. Like if you're if you're just listening to the podcast, like hop over to the YouTube channel or onto Spotify, which has the videos, uh, and you can you can see a picture of her because she's just she's and she's smiling and she looks very happy. She does look like she might murder you though, but <laughs> otherwise, like that's the type of smile she's giving. Like she's very cute, but it definitely has the look of oh, I know I'm adorable, but don't get close to me or else you're done for. I was like that's the smile she has. I wasn't thinking that, but I can see that now. <laughs> she she has it. So <laughs> she knows how cute she is, and she knows it's a weapon. <laughs> So, I'm thinking that, uh, well, obviously this creature lives in the water, and going off of the background, I would say, like, it's sort of a river creature, more than, say, like, an ocean, or maybe a lake, but at least, like... Yeah, she, that's a pot, like, that's just a pond in, like, um... 
She, it's almost like the koi fish, where uh, they're put into ponds for, like, religious and spiritual reasons. Like, she looks like she's being placed in this watery t- place, surrounded by temples for a religious purpose. Yeah, I could... She's cute, and she's worshipped, and she knows it. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. So, what would she be worshipped for, or, uh, what is this religious belief? I wonder if it has something to do with the flowers and, like, the fact that she can maybe grow them because she has some growing out of her. Oh, yeah, maybe... Okay, so here's an idea. Um, maybe the this uh, land has a problem with its plant life and its foliage where it doesn't tend to grow naturally and it doesn't grow very well. So they have these creatures that are meant to grow the plants for them and they have this magical ability where they can like maybe touch a plant and it begins to bloom or it begins to uh, produce fruit or whatever else and so that's why they are kept in this pond and they are taken care of so that they can just spread flowers and plants and whatever else so it's less like a, a a goddess symbol, and it's still more of a. They're still more of like a tool or animal that they're used, but they just get put on a pedestal of goddess instead of just. Yeah, I mean they're very well taken care of and very well respected. Like everyone loves them. Like you di- like, the, everybody loves them because they're so necessary. Because in this world, uh, the plant life just struggles to grow without them. It's a world that actually values the things that are necessary in life, unlike our uh, world where <laughs> when we need something, we tend to treat it even worse. Yep. So how intelligent are these creatures? Okay, so just looking at its face and its smile and everything, I say it's very intelligent, and also I want one of these to be the main character, and so they're, they're going to have intelligence. They're going to have a bunch of intelligence, human-level intelligence, or at least near human-level. Mm. I still think she's, like, very vain and shallow, though. <laughs> well, there's your character arc for you. Yeah, this this looks like pop star princess. You know, she's well aware that without her, the world ends and dies. And she uses that to her utmost advantage to get literally whatever she wants. Like, this whole temple area, she wanted this. She wanted this built for herself. She demands it. Uh, she, she yeah. Okay. She's a self-made goddess, and she knows so... it. So... <laughs> story idea so we've Mm -hmm. got a setting where she is essentially worshipped by everyone in the town everybody loves her because as she uh, flies up from the water very gracefully and begins uh, placing her paw gently on all of the foliage and everything comes to life until one day her powers suddenly stop working and she goes from this beloved creature that everyone adores to everyone suddenly being mad at her. Like, why aren't you uh, fixing everything? Why aren't you uh, giving us our plant life? Are you causing a, like maybe a drought is caused and everyone starts blaming her and it, and uh, they got now have to figure out why nothing's uh, growing. And why her powers aren't working. And then you've got her human companion who comes along 
and and uh, is trying to figure out what's going on and is very annoyed by her and how stuck up she is and how full of herself she is and he's the one who has to call it out and try to set her straight it's like the world doesn't revolve around you and this but also without you the world is going to end so figure your yes. stuff out like i feel like this could be like a fantastic story of humility and uh it would be a great arc with some great banter i like this idea yeah, there's also, like, another story idea that I think would be interesting is a, instead of that, like, having a rival character. So she's she's used to being the goddess and grows everything and, like, having all of this done. But if another one of her appears, like, a different type, maybe a different color and scheme, uh, and can do the same thing, but this one's a lot more humble and nicer about it and honestly, genuinely just wants to do this because, you know, it values life. People are then gonna gravitate towards that one over this one, like because this one's not gonna be as demanding, and then dealing with that could be another interesting story that p- plays on those uh, character types. Yeah, that's also an interesting story. I like that as well. I feel like there's a lot of ways to show, uh, to convince someone that being shallow isn't always the best. I'm honestly right now trying to think of a way to combine the two story ideas. I still, I, I know that you say it's just an AI thing, but this weird pink arch, I keep looking at it. <laughs> I want to know what it is. It looks like a noodle. It does. Like, I'm opening up another page in my browser so I can zoom in on it. It just, it looks so out of place. That's so weird. Like, it's got another arch underneath it. Like, it kind of looks like a very big plant. But it's also too smooth for a plant. Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing that's causing all of the plant life to not be able to grow. This thing, this giant pink thing suddenly comes out of the water. Uh, and no one knows what it is. Or how to get rid of it. It's pink Play-Doh. That's what it is. A pink Play-Doh monster is coming up out of the water. And it's making everything unable to grow. Is it a water or is it a plant? I mean, is it a monster or is it it's a plant? It's Play-Doh. Yeah, but, like, I don't know what Play-Doh is. So you don't I can't... know what Play-Doh is? No, like, I mean, like, I don't know what it falls under. I guess just inanimate object. It's a man-made I thing. I guess? So, like, considered, is Play-Doh considered, like, a rock or stone? Or what? what's Play-Doh? Like, a clay? It, is Play-Doh considered a not... clay? That's what I mean. I know what Play-Doh is. I've played with it. I was gonna say, like, what was your childhood like? Your childhood was Play-Doh-less. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't have much Play-Doh because my mom didn't care for it. It did get everywhere. I, had, I did t- play with some. Uh, it was less that, and she got annoyed that it hardened so fast. Yeah, there was also that. And we'd leave the containers open, and then it hardened. Well, then so is that what happens here? Is that it comes out of the ground, and then it just hardens? And that becomes like stone, so it's this pink stone, but it's infused with this dark magic that's somehow affecting this cute fish. Oh, that cat is magical abilities. That to is grow an plants. idea. Like, hold on. If um, all the plants and everything started turning to stone, and that made that made oh. her unable to use her magic to grow plants because she can't. Because maybe she needs a source. To be able to grow plants like she needs to start off with a seed or a vine or something pre-existing 
but when it's all yeah. from the stone she has no source and it's also harder to grow a plant through something like stone as opposed to soil yeah uh also, the whole idea of uh, the ground just turning into stone would be extremely alarming for the people living yeah. there. And if the uh, and maybe it's not even necessarily just um, the ground turning into stone, but if all the plants are turning to stone, even if the the ground stays soil, she now has to work with roots that are stone and weave that up through mm. plants that are stone and that's going to be really hard to clear out too like if you wanted to try and essentially weed the area by, by pulling out all the stone plants first they're going to be really heavy and they're not going to come out easy but this also prevents like starvation being that major of an issue because she could still produce food. It just got really harder and slower and it's becoming a concern. But this gives them a timeline to fix the problem before we have just mass populations starving to death. I mean, here's another story and character element. Uh, she tells, she reassures the, uh, the population, don't worry, I can still continue to grow your food uh, despite this and then she continues to do it without telling anyone that it's getting harder and harder for her to do so and so they don't try to fix the problem oh, and then the problem gets so bad that people start noticing. yeah and then when she's uh, then when they ask her to grow some food and she's suddenly unable to it's a little late for that and then that's when the yeah. people turn on her because she could have told because maybe the problem would have been really easy to fix like they just got in and they rooted it all out and then it kind of you know if you stop if you manage to destroy all of the stone plants maybe it, that stops yeah, it, it could be like a virus but now because she said it's fine and she ignored it uh she's let it spread so far that now that's not a no, that's no longer a solution yeah and i mean this th this works really well uh, it's, uh, you could call it stone blight. <laughs> I I think it works. Yeah, it's, that's not bad then. No, it works. Yeah, I agree. Do you have a name for the catfish creature? Um, she looks like a Stella. I don't know about the species, but <laughs> no, her name... Uh, here's the thing. <laughs> I had a hamster named Stella. Oh, that's right. And... Their personalities match surprisingly <laughs> well, so I don't know how to feel. <laughs> my my Stella was definitely a princess who thought she owned all of the world and made made sure I knew that I was her servant and not the opposite other way around. So I guess it fits. You know, she could I, be a Stella. I very briefly forgot that she that her name was Stella. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't think about that until, like after I said it. Um, <laughs> okay. But as for like the species name. I mean, I she's one of the kind, isn't she? She might be. So she could just be the Stella. Uh, she could be. Or if there's more of her, the area she lives in doesn't know about it. Like, she, maybe she knows that there's obviously more of her and stuff, but she wants to play this goddess role. And it's really hard to be a goddess if you're you're just one of a species. Yeah. I, I like that idea, too. Like, maybe there are just far-off uh, towns that have plenty of these things and if she just came to this one 
and it, it, after maybe she was an outcast for being too full of herself or something <laughs> and no one liked her and so she ran off to find others to worship her and so she wound up here and and then an interesting story idea could be the fact that she now needs to go get the others help to stop the blight oh yeah so now she has to admit to our people that she's not the only one, that she's not actually that special, and that she needs help, and she's going to get help from other creatures that can do her job, which then would make the people even more angry, because now they're like, wait, you could have gotten friends to help. We've been struggling and, like, working on rations our entire lives because you're only one producing for all of us, but you're saying we could have had three or four who could have come and helped us? Uh, and, you know, we could have had plentiful and not had to worry about food at all. Uh, and get really upset with her. Even, like, just just constantly upset. And then they'll... Now she also has to deal with the idea that she's going to get her friends. And they're going to like her friends better. And she's going to have to deal with the, the fear of being replaced in her own community. And you can have that rivalry. So now there's two stories yes. to be combined. The thing is, I feel like at this point, if she goes and she gets her the, uh, the uh, other members from her society or wherever of her uh, home to come and help then at that point I think that the people might go wow we love you four or five people or whatever that's come to save the day uh, we don't like the, the one that we had before will you stay with us and they all say yes and now she's become an outcast all over again which could, you know, have different effects. It could have her learning her lesson, or it could have a full-blown villain arc where she gets upset and jealous and then starts using the blight to try to poison other lands or something like that in her anger. Like, she goes and she decides to attack the homeland with it to force the other four to have to return back. Uh, but maybe their homeland effect and the blight interact in such a way that makes it even more dangerous and deadly than in her town. Uh, and so that just causes an even bigger issue than before. Uh, but now she's being villainized even more because she's villainizing herself, but in reality she's just, she just wants to find a place where she feels special. So I'm, I'm trying to think of an end point for this story. Like, where... Oh, I haven't, yeah, I, I haven't I'm trying to figure yet. out like, where <laughs> is know. this going? Where does this arc end for her? What what do we think is her breaking point? Is it when she she looks over and sees her entire home, like her original place of origin, and all her friends being attacked by stone creatures and or by this like Play-Doh <laughs> stuff that she's caused? Do we want to say that it's the Play-Doh that's causing it, it's and it's not just like everything slowly turns to stone? Oh, it's definitely like a Play-Doh. That's, it's, but I think what the, the Play-Doh is doing is it's taking the plants and it's turning them into Play-Doh versions of itself. So it's spreading in that way. So now, like all of those plant roots are now Play-Doh plant roots that can't be grown. It's just weird to think about this as Play-Doh. We need a new name for this. We can't keep calling it Play-Doh. <laughs> uh. I mean, blight. You were calling it a blight, so I can I can switch back to the word blight if you like. Yeah, but this is like a special kind of blight. We we call the like the disease and everything turning to stone like the stone blight. But do we still call the pink stuff the blight? Because the effect could be called the blight, but I don't know if the we call them both. 
But I think that's how the terminology just works. Yeah. If you're writing a story, wouldn't you just call it a blight? Like, you wouldn't give it a special name, because that's just a word that people wouldn't use, that it doesn't make sense for it to have another term than just blight. Yeah, I, I mean, the effect is clear, it clearly looks like some sort of a blight, but it's just weird to think of the pink stuff yeah, as a blight. Yeah, so wouldn't you just call it? Um, it's a Play-Doh blight, but I you don't like that, so... <laughs> we'll just call we'll just call it the blight. Yeah, the pink stuff is, is uh, also called the blight. Yeah, it's a it's a stone blight, but you just call it the blight. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how she fixes this issue. She this mess she's gotten herself into though. Uh, she's gone full villain, and now we have to bring her back to uh, not full villain. <laughs> okay, so in this sort of scenario, where the character has been out and has become an outcast, and she's been fully replaced. Like, she may be humbled at this point, but I feel like she needs to somehow win back their appreciation, but also, you know, not be uh, so full of herself in the process. And I'm, I'm struggling to figure out... Yeah, it's a, it's a weird... It's a weird dynamic. Like, it's not like... It's so easy with something like selfishness or like the desire for money or things like that to do with a storyline like this because then they just give away their money and they gain everyone's approval and everyone's happy. But when your main flaw is your desire for approval but the only way to fix the story is to give her that approval she desires but at the same time that just adds to her the selfishness you see in the character. It, causes, it makes it a bit more difficult to write. So... She uh, does develop the desire to go and fix all the problems that she's caused. And there becomes some sort of... We get some sort of massive problem with the, the blight or something else that only she can fix for some reason. We'll figure that out later. But for, in terms of her arc, there's this problem that only she can fix. And she goes to fix it out of the uh, feeling of responsibility and the kindness of her heart and desire to do so. And when she fixes it, that uh, she afterwards she says, "Oh, I understand that you don't want me around anymore, but I just felt the need to to, to at least try and redeem myself at least uh, somewhat." And she turns to leave, and as she is walking out of the town, then maybe they stop her and are like, "No, wait, you just saved us. Uh, we appreciate what you've done." Or maybe she has to sacrifice something to in term for uh the uh, for her to save them and suddenly she's won back their approval but she's also learned her lesson I mean there's also a dynamic where sometimes they you do just deal with your consequences and like this town knows that she was also the cause of the problem she fixed and they do decide to outcast her and now she does just have to go and find a new place and yeah, just but start it's over just... and try again uh, but having learned it's the just lesson. less of I like to end off the story with a more happy feeling that, that's just me I know you like to go depressing yeah I know but I like to end it off happy <laughs> look I but I'm allowed to give depressing ending suggestions that's allowed yeah I mean we can have multiple ending endings because you know if somebody wants to take this idea and use it somewhere they're open to these different options 
mm-hmm. uh, and just choose whatever they like best. We don't have to go with one set uh, direction. So, so what do we, what do we go, what do we talk um, about now? I think we might be done. Yeah, it might be just a short one this week. Yeah, we just world built a creature, gave her personality and a story. And, you know, we built a plant blight to go with yeah. it. A Play-Doh blight. Stone blight. I know, <laughs> but I like Play-Doh blight better. Uh, it does look like Play-Doh. Uh, yeah, but I think, I think that's a nice way to end it. A nice short one this week, so you guys can go back into enjoying your summers. Uh, and we'll we'll be back, I guess, next week with yeah, either another prompt or another picture or another something to build, to world build with. So we'll, we'll see you guys Bye. then. Bye.